Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Ann Harder here. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. Today, we're going to talk independent film and the annual Deep in the Heart Film Festival. One of its creators, Samuel Thomas, joins me. You and Lewis Hunter came up with what is a premier event in Central Texas now five years ago. Yes. Can you, you believe yes. it's been five years? It's it's crazy how, how much is from when we started to where we are now, it's crazy how, how much has come along. Well, we had a chance to visit on this podcast mm-hmm. last August, yeah. and uh, I promise you, I went back and listened to it again because I don't remember <laughs> anything about that conversation. I do know that your timing was different, and you had to go mm-hmm. all virtual because of COVID. Right, right. Uh, I think, you know, speaking of remembering, I think it's something we all wanted to forget. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if we only could. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, and it was a situation where, yeah, we tried so hard to go online or go in person. And honestly, everybody, every film festival that we're aware of had to go online for that for that sense of time. Only now are film festivals across the U.S. starting to open up again and go in person. And a lot of them are doing what we're actually doing this year, which is a, it's a hybrid situation. We're doing a combination. So we're doing in-person for the first, for the actual, you know, run of the festival. And then the week after that, we're going to have an online encore. Um, So July 22nd through the 25th is in person. And then starting on the 25th through the 31st, everything's going to go online. And the great thing about that for us, we've actually wanted to do this since year one, is to have a way for uh, the real film buffs, the people who get those VIP passes, um, to be able to actually see every single film. Because even even when you come to the festival, Everything's running on two theaters. Right, you can't. You can't physically be do two it. places at once. Exactly, wouldn't it be great? Yeah. But uh, so since they can't, we have now created a situation where the VIP pass includes. So you come in person, and, and then it includes the the screenings online, uh, as well as you know, if you say, "Oh well, I only wanted to catch that screening online," you could also go and get that block as well. Are you still going to have the opportunity to visit with? Filmmakers? The filmmakers yes. and have the panel discussions yes. on acting and all that. Yes. it's In fact, um, we have so many filmmakers who are just so happy to get back out and and just be in the community again with other filmmakers that we're actually getting a great response from filmmakers who are like, yes, we're definitely traveling. We're definitely coming in. So it's, it's really cool. Uh, obviously, you know, we can't get all of the international ones in, um, you know, just with all the restrictions Still countries. traveling internationally right. is it's tricky. Really tricky, uh, but uh, we'll see who can make it out from other parts of the world. But even those who can't, they're like, "Hey, I, I actually have, you know, a representative, you know, in the U.S. I'm going to make sure they get there." So that's pretty cool. So a rep from the film will be there from for, for so many of our films coming in. So it's really cool. 
And yeah, you're correct. We have the, the, the panels are still happening. We have educational panels. We call them educational, but they're really fun. I mean, we have one that's going to be a fight and intimacy choreography. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Fascinating. And it's great to see just from an observer or for, you know, for anyone who wants to actually kind of know what's happening in that scenario in a film, because it's not, it's not impromptu. It's made to look impromptu, mm-hmm. but it's really crafted and decided upon and, and thought out as each shot comes along to make this, you know, this fight look like it's just happening or make this intimate scene look like it just happened. And those are really well planned out because, you know, the actors are, that's their job. And in your job, you want to make sure you're safe, you know, just like, you know, anywhere, oh, anywhere yeah. you're working, you want to make sure you're in a safe environment. And so the same thing applies. And so we have, uh, we have a great panel coming up with, with people who that's what they do on set is help ensure the safety of the, the cast and the crew, of course, to, uh, to do these kinds of scenes. So we have a panel like that. We also have another one. It's great for any budding filmmaker who wants to know how do you, you know, how do you market your film just from start to finish? How do you even market it just to, to get that, say that, um, that crowdfunding effort going. So we have this great panel, but you know, basically creating buzz from the moment you start your crowdfunding to the, to the moment you get distribution, you know, after you've, you know, sold your film off. So great panels on there. And then of course, just, uh, you know, all the parties and everything as well. So it's a great time for people to get out, to get back in the community and get to see each other face to face again. And it's a, it's a celebration really huge of storytelling. It just occurred to me from the caveman days mm-hmm. and the, the paintings that we found on the wall, there's something in the human mm-hmm. mind and heart that wants to tell a story. Yeah. Tell a story and tell it with the image, tell it with the visuals. And so that's really what this film festival is all about. Right. How to encourage particularly Texas filmmakers, right? Most definitely. Big a big part of what we want is to to share Texas with incoming filmmakers and to facilitate filming in Texas, whether that be someone's passion project or whether that be someone's career. So we want we want to basically celebrate Texas film more than anything else. And that's, of course, the big reason why we're called Deep in the Heart, because that phrase is very clearly a Texas phrase. So the cutoff has happened, I'm sure, for submissions. Submissions. Right. And so, and, and you're even looking to next year, you know, and letting people know, you know, when your timeline is. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Do you have a lot of submissions? What have you seen numbers wise? Mm-hmm in in filmmakers so uh film submissions just across the board took a drop for for everyone did they even then we still had an increase in submissions ourselves so that's that's a good testament to the reach of our festival and and what's happening there so we're very excited about that we're also looking forward to you know when, when we do open up for submissions again for 2022 we know that you know, everyone's starting to see, oh, we're getting back in. People are getting more interested in putting their films out there because a lot of, you know, when, when the world shut down, they knew that film festivals shut down. So nobody wanted to go ahead and submit a film to something that they didn't know. Was it even going to happen? How's it going to manifest itself? Was it going to be in person at all? Obviously not. It turned out to be not, but was there even going to be an online component? And, you know, we, we knew we wanted to be true to the, filmmakers last year who had submitted to us Mm -hmm. and 
show their films in the best capacity we did. And just a recap for last year's festival, we did go on online, but we actually turned it around. We, we knew that if we couldn't bring the filmmakers to our Waco community, we decided to flip it and bring the Waco community to our filmmakers. So we did a big thing with um, the, the, uh, the funding that came to us. Normally it, 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 it's put on parties. It's put on um, the panels. It's put into really manifesting the physical in-person situation. And since we couldn't do that, we took that funding and actually flipped it around and we actually went to local Waco vendors and said, we want to send a swag bag out to all of our filmmakers, like an actual personal hand. You can touch it, swag bag out to our filmmakers. And could we, you know, could we purchase something from you to put in the swag bag to send out? So instead of asking them to be a sponsor of us, we were like, we wanted to flip it and actually use that funding to to do that. We were able to do that. And it was such a well-received gift to our filmmakers. And it was a great thing. I mean, you could see them on social media posting their swag bags (laughs) and go, look what I got. Look what I got. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just a great thing because that's, that's, again, that's what we're all about. We're all about community. We're all about, excuse me, we're all about bringing the filmmaker community that we love together with the Waco community that we love. Mm, I love it. Um, it is a community, though. Mm-hmm. And and so for the filmmakers, I know there are a lot of different festivals around. Right. We've heard of many of them. And, and, and yet it, it, it's the camaraderie of being together. And mm-hmm. isn't that a, a big a big draw? It, it really is. And in fact, um, we always call it, it's kind of like summer camp, <laughs> you know, for, for filmmaking adults. You know, you go and you get to hang out with people you know and do events that you know and the funny thing is we're actually we're actually using that as kind of part of our marketing this year our our we have this little armadillo mascot that people may have seen on social media we're starting to put out there as well and we decided that you know since we are going to be in July and it's summer that we're going to do that whole summer camp theme with all of our marketing this year so we're really leaning into that having that fun time and and we're going to have um you know the badges will be there and it's got the kind of the embroidery look on it be fun and then you can put these little stickers on like merit badges for <laughs> attending you know certain panels it. and inter- attending certain you know did you, did you go see this film block and so put that sticker on there mm-hmm. did you go to this party and put that sticker on there so it's gonna be a blast so you you still kind of focus on short films or not we have a huge focus on short films yeah, yeah we do show features but we do have a huge focus on short films it, it, it's really weird how the Waco community just loves short films um, we get so many like when people talk about their favorite film, we're expecting them to mention a feature and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it was this one and it was in this block and it was great. So, yeah, we're big on short films. That's the shortest film you ever had? Oh, my gosh. Um, probably just under a minute. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's pretty short. It is. <clears throat> it is. And sometimes they, they're like little, you know, one joke kind of things, but they're just yeah. so well done. It's like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's getting in. And and, you know, the funny thing about short films is um, when people think short films, if they're thinking like 20 minutes, they're actually thinking a little long. So most of the time, if you hit in the 10 minute or the 15 minute mark, that's the sweet spot because it's a great story. You can still tell it well. And then you don't linger too long. You don't overstay your welcome. And people really enjoy that. But we have we have over we have over 100 shorts as well. And we're also doing a cool um, music video block this year. Right. You usually are mm-hmm. in the past. You've had a contest. Are you doing that as well? Yeah, we actually are. So we're partnering with Keep Waco Loud. Mm-hmm. And so we do have a local uh, contest happening right now. So you can go to the Keep Waco Loud 
uh, website. They can also go to our website and then follow the link to there, but they can also go straight to the Keep Waco Live website for the 254 music video. And uh, yeah, people will submit in and it doesn't have to be something you've, you're, you're creating now. Like you, you, it's not, not a contest where you run out and make a video, which you, you could if you want You've to. had like a five-year window, haven't you? We do have a five, yeah. On okay. our submissions, we have a five-year window. Okay. But for this contest, we're actually asking, because music video is a little bit of a different beast, mm-hmm. we're asking that it's something that that you've got more recent, more in the last year. Okay. But uh, the last music video contest we did, it was you do it in two months' time and send it in to us. So this is not that. This is, hey, you, you've got something, you made it in the last year, go ahead and submit it to us. And so I think the top three are going to be in this music video screening block. And it's going to be really cool because we're actually going to do it at our after party. So it's going to be at... Um, it's going to be at Classy Glass, and it's going to be with Keep Waco Loud, and it's going to be up on their screens. While we're having the party, we're going to get to hear the music and look at the screens and see the and see the music video. It's and they'll really be cool. voting then. They will. Crowd. I, 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 you know, I or not. Honestly, I don't know the details on that top mm-hmm. of my head, top of my head. But it is, it is on the website, and yeah, the information is laid out there. Certainly, the the way the, the top three voting is. I think it's going to be a jury vote on that. Sure. But they're going to be a part of the music video. And then I do believe we always, you know, with all of our blocks, we have the ability for the audience to vote, you know, on their favorite kind of thing. So we'll make sure we have that for, for, the, for the, that scene as well. What does it mean for a filmmaker to, to win? Mm. To, and and what, what do they win? Is it like a winning in this short film mm-hmm. or is it a genre? Or how do you do that? How do you how do you categorize these yeah. films? So we have actually a variety of of types. We have um, what we call the, the Craftsman Awards, and then we also have the Genre Awards. Okay. Yeah, and so for each of those, we have this. Uh, we have a handcrafted, and the sponsor is going to kill me because I just blinked on the name. We have these handcrafted awards that we've had since year one, and they're really beautiful. It's this metal. Texas with our logo in the middle and it's set on a set on a mm-hmm. stand. It's it's a unique award. It's very beautiful. And so with our Craftsman Awards, it's going to be something like best director for the short film. Uh, we also have you know obviously we, we have feature film awards as well. So best director for a feature and and best feature, uh, best you know best performance in a in a feature. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then short films. We have that as well. So there's the Craftsman Awards, but then we also have you know best sci-fi, best family, best horror. That kind of thing. Yeah, no, your horror uh, section was uh, has always been strong. It really has, yeah. Is it still the case, people still making these kinds of films? Oh, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. You know, horror is an interesting um, genre because, you know, when it's done well, it actually tells us things about ourselves. You know, it tells us, hey, here's the fears we have and, you know, helps us kind of, you know, overcome it sometimes, mm-hmm. but also just to say, I get it. This is something that's that's a fear we have. Uh, but yeah, but Waco has a great horror community. You know, they, they love them. They love them. And, you know, it's so great to, to know that. And so we just we just love having the good ones come in and getting to share it with our community. And this is stuff, again, you're not going to see anywhere else. These are indie, indie shorts that are horror related or um, what we call also WTF related. <laughs> right. We talked about that, that last time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that does explain it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 If you, if you it's a, look at that one going WTF. Yeah. Then pretty there much. You go. <laughs> yeah. 
but also you know everything. And then the yeah. other the other genres, obviously, I think we mentioned this before. They're they're mixtapes. We like to right. we like to have a theme, and then we like to just mix genres in there. And the only two genres that never ever mix in, we don't put the family films in and we don't put the horror films in with those general ones. These are mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, if there is anything in the block that, you know, would be objectionable, we let people know up front. That's a good idea. Definitely. What is your best advice to a filmmaker that's got, you know, I got this story I want to tell mm-hmm. What as a filmmaker yourself. Right. What's the best advice you have? Do it. Firstly, uh, firstly, yes. yeah, just go <laughs> ahead. You just yeah. got to go ahead and do it because, you know, uh, you're going to have an idea of what you want and your execution, especially if you're first time you're new, your execution is never going to match your vision. It just isn't, you know, you're, you're developing a skill set. but if you get out there and you do it, you know, or, or maybe you have this idea and you're like, you know, I'm not ready for that yet. I know I'm not like, you know, my skill set isn't where it needs to be for that yet. Well then go find another idea and just get out there and just start doing it and listen to feedback. And don't be too precious with your work. You know, understand, you know, when you're listening to feedback, you know, some people are going to see it a certain way and some people are going to see it a different way. But if you get sort of, see the pattern of the criticism or the critique, you're going to start seeing, okay, so like I sent it to five people and they all had different ideas, but the one thing they all agreed on was X. Well then listen to that, especially. Mm -hmm. Take it to heart. Take it to heart. You know, and don't be too precious and just realize that, you know, it's not just about what's in your head, but it's about what came out and what got actually out there for people to see. And you got to get those two aligned some way, either in just, and again, if it's, if it's something you don't care about what other people say about your art, well, then that's your perspective. But if you want to get your art out there and have it be, you know, taken for the way you want it to be taken for, but you want to be able to do more, um, then you just have to make certain choices about who you're listening to and who you're not and what criticism you're taking, what you're not. But to better yourself, you know, you make sure that people talking to you are people who kind of have a no as well. You mentioned crowdfunding. You know, mm-hmm. it's expensive to do this. Yeah. And I guess for most people, it's it's just sort of a, not a hobby. I guess that's not the right term, but they probably do something else to, to put food on the table. Huh? Completely. No, exactly. And and that's where, you know, again, where, where crowdfunding really comes in because mm-hmm. you basically are talking, you're, you're finding an audience who believes in you and then they help fund what you what your passion is. And then at some point, you know, you might get to a point where, yeah, you can start using... Um, your work to create the opportunities for new work. But until you get to that point, then it's basically people just putting their trust in you as a person, Mm -hmm. you as a creative. Mm -hmm. So you've already judged the films for this upcoming film festival. Mm -hmm. Any, any come to mind that you go, Oh man, people have got to see this. We we have a lot of great ones. Really? Um, Yeah. In fact, I'm, I, so I, I mainly, I I do uh, the programming for both features and, and shorts. Um, but I also focus a lot on the features as well uh, for me, and we have a great shorts programming team. Um, but the features that are coming out, I'm actually really excited about this year. We have uh, two great narratives, which are basically their fictional stories, and then we have three docs that we're featuring. And one of them, is our opening night, is going to be amazing. Uh, it's called Electric Jesus. And if anyone grew up in the 80s and 90s, with contemporary Christian music, or even uh, for me, contemporary Christian rock, uh, this is just gonna touch them. This is mm-hmm. an amazing 
film. It's 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 done by love from a from a guy who that's what he grew up in as well. Mm-hmm. But it's also a way to kind of laugh at yourself and go, that's that's funny how we were back then and how we were about things. But it's a great it's a great rom com sort of travel uh, movie. It's about this this guy who he's the sound guy for this upcoming Christian rock band. And it's kind of their journey. And it's so well written, so well acted. Um, it's It's got um, uh, Kevin from The Office. Is Oh, really? He's a character in there. The actor's name is Brian Baumgartner. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. He's one of the leads in the, in the movie. Uh-huh. He does a great job. He's not the Kevin voice in there. He's, right. he's you know, he's... People actually realize that they don't realize when they see him, he doesn't actually talk like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a lead in that. Oh, wow. uh, that's a great one. And, and the director's coming out for that. And we're, we're, cool. uh, we've got that. And then um, we also have uh, this documentary that I really like called Chasing Childhood. And it essentially is a great doc. And I think parents are going to love this, especially because it's about getting your kids back to where the all the the pressure we put on them as adults to succeed at such a young age, how some of that can be detrimental and how we might want to consider letting them be kids again, you know? And it's actually, it starts out with a, with a woman who her daughter, she did push her daughter and it didn't turn out right. Um, her daughter had, had, you know, issues after that being pushed so hard at a young age or allowing her daughter to push herself even. And then so this woman who kind of had a bad situation happen was able to take a step back and look at herself and say, okay, I think I see what I did wrong there. And now she's helping others to just let their kids be kids. And it is such a great doc. I mean, Mm. it is just, and it's, it's, it's not just a documentary about like the problems that are there, but it's a documentary that's saying, here, here's some solutions we're finding. Here's the ways you can change that culture. And here's the ways you can make it better for your kids to where they can get in and be great adults and not have this sad pressure that's been put on them. So stuff like that is really good. But we have we have great shorts as well. I mean, it just the blocks are really, really strong this year. I mean, I, I probably say that every year, but I believe that every year uh, the blocks are really strong. We've got so many good stuff. You know, we, we have just rich stories. Uh, we have it's like, I don't want to say anything about them because they're so short. You can really spoil things. I don't yeah, want to do don't, that. I don't want any spoilers. Don't do that. Now, you're, you've given us a really good tease. Mm. <laughs> now, I know the film festival in the past has collaborated with other groups with Bigley University mm-hmm. and and various theaters around town. Are you still doing that? Yeah. In fact, for our screenplay readings, we're going to partner with the Brazos Theater of Waco. And uh, that is going to be, I think we have three actual screenplay reading sessions separately because I believe we've got about 25 to 30 official screenplay selections coming in. And it's just something to to be able to have the, the screenwriters actually hear actors come in and give voice and personify their roles. And it's great feedback. And plus, it's just fun. It's just fun to have a screenplay reading where people can, the actors themselves, and they're local actors coming out of, out of the theater. Uh, in fact, if I would love to. I'll yeah. have to call Beth Richards and see if you she'll really let me take to. part because that would be that would be so much fun to it be is. a part of part of that. And and as you say, it's something important for the screenwriter himself to to hear. Now, this is what this might sound like, and you know, we ought to do this. We ought to go ahead and shoot this. Yeah. Not only that, it also lets them know. Okay, well, that maybe didn't quite work, and or that one really worked. Like that that joke that I had written, hoping <laughs> it would land, it landed. It landed. Yeah, definitely. We've talked a lot about the filmmakers themselves. Um, but let's talk about the attendees. Who, who do you expect to come? And do you need volunteers? We definitely need volunteers. In fact, mm-hmm. they can go to our website, uh, deepintheheartff.com. 
and set up sign up on our volunteer page. It's a very easy way to do it. We've made it very easy to do. We would love volunteers. And the great thing about a volunteer is you come in, you volunteer for a certain amount of time, and you get the benefits of still getting to attend the festival. Um, so as a volunteer, you we want to reward you with that. Yeah. So it's a great way if you if you're like you know I, I can give a couple hours and then I can get all this you know these great you know. Uh, blocks, uh, film blocks and panels and parties, be able to do that as well. So yes, please volunteers. <laughs> we would love you. Um, and then just, you know, for the community at large, uh, again, you know, you can buy individual tickets for blocks, but you can also buy the VIP pass, which also gets you into everything. And, and the good thing about that is, I mean, it's, it's one of the least expensive passes out there for a film of our uh, film festival of our stature. And we, we want to keep it, you know, good for the people to be able to get out there and enjoy it. So you can go to our website and do that. Um, and, and yeah, that'll get you everything, all the film blocks, all the panels and all the parties. Okay. And your website again, how mm-hmm. can folks, I know you're on all the social media platforms. Yep, too. We're on all the social media platforms. You can find us at www.deepintheheartff.com. And that's the same deep in the heart. FF is our Instagram and our Facebook. And then I believe on Twitter, it's D I T H F F. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. And I appreciate your time, Samuel. Well, this it, It's always fun to be with you because of the enthusiasm and the passion that you have for this film festival and for filmmaking in general. And uh, be sure to give my best to Lewis as well. Will do. Will do. Thank you again for, and for having me on. It's awesome. Thank you. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings-on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.